0: G-I-R-L-S-C-A-M-P, it's Girls' Camp. Hello everyone and welcome to Girls' Camp. I'm your host Haley Rawl, and I am joined... By one of my dearest, longest time <laughs> best friends, Bailey Goldsberry. Hello. Welcome, Bae. Thanks. I'm so excited to have you for this episode because you are kind of a ghosty girly. I am. I love the spooky things. You love the spooky things, <laughs> which is funny because I was thinking I knew I was going to do this episode. So we're talking about Mormon horror stories, Mormon horror lore, which is an incredible intersection Right, that I can't wait to get about. It's a fun and intersection. Yes. I knew it would be. And then when I got these submissions, I was like, okay, this is exactly yes. what I hoped it would be. The people delivered. The people delivered. Yes. But I was like, thinking about it. And I don't know how I knew. I mean, I've known you forever. Yeah. But I just was like, oh, I should have Bay come on for this one. And then I realized after inviting you, I'm like, wait, Bay is like the spooky queen. So this is perfect. (laughs) Yes. So I cannot wait to delve into it all. We are going to be reading submissions of scary stories that have like a Mormon religious twist and then also reading some write-ins of like Mormon horror lore. Mm -hmm. And I've done a tiny bit of research as well. (gasps) Oh my gosh. fun! So it's going to be fun. Before we do that, I would love if you could do a little introduction of yourself, where you live, where you're from, and Mm -hmm. kind of just a synopsis context of your Mormon, post-Mormon story. Yes. So I grew up in Provo, still live in Provo, served a mission in Argentina, lived in Montreal a couple years ago with my husband Clark for um, school. And yeah, we moved back to Provo. Growing up I had kind of a fraught relationship with Provo and I'm sure many people understand that. I remember probably both of us in like high school were like can't wait to get out of Provo, like break me out of this place. Absolutely. <laughs> um but as I've gotten older I feel like I have just gained a new appreciation for Provo and like it's my home. I have like found my people there and I think just, like, shifts away from Mormonism in the past few years have just, like, given me a new perspective of, like, where I'm from. Um, I love that. And, of course, there's weird things about it. And I'm right by BYU. But, yeah. You so have a good that's little my pocket yeah. in Provo. Yeah. I feel like you have a good pocket of people. Your home is, like, so gorgeous, so charming. I'm glad you're speaking to that because people ask a lot, why are you still in Utah? Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's the best and worst place to be as a post-Mormon. That's what I always say. Yeah, totally. It can be the worst, but it can also be the best. So I think the best parts of it, if you are able to carve out your pockets, make it really worth it, I think. I love being in Utah right now. I know, me too. And like might not be here forever, but I feel like because I'm here, I've found... Well, obviously, I have, like, friends like you and, like, friends that I've had for a long time, but lots of new friends, too, who I feel like this phase has brought us together and, like, we've, like, trauma bonded, but not in a scary way. Yeah, <laughs> In, totally. like, a supportive, healthy way and can, like, appreciate the place we're in right now and just, like, not have this kind of, I don't know, this, like, vendetta against where I'm from or where I Totally. That was a long answer to where I'm from. (laughs) No, that's great. But um, as far as post-Mormon journey, so yeah, did the whole like grew up Mormon. My family wasn't so intense and like traditional. So I feel like I luckily got away from a lot of the more intense like modesty stuff and just kind of the more letter of the law type Mm -hmm. of stuff. I had always had questions even as a kid. Like some things just felt confusing and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And just as I got older and like saw things more objectively, I just started, you know, having doubts, questions about all the things that one would have doubts and questions about. It's <laughs> yeah. um, a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know how to like that's the most succinct way I could say it, but mm-hmm. like Trying to, you know, do the progressive Mormon thing, which worked for me for a while, and then just got to a point where I was, like, just felt very hurt and, like, disen- disenchanted with the church and, like, felt so invisible in a way that, like, was really hurtful because I felt like I'd given so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like the pandemic 2020 time frame was, like, a huge catalyst for a lot of people, and that's kind of how it was for me too, where I like wanted to stop going to church, but I felt too nervous to stop going. The actual act of going, I was like feeling so stressed about what people in my neighborhood would think because I have a really great neighborhood and I like a lot of the people that were in my ward and stuff. Anyway, so it was kind of just a gradual. Some days I wouldn't go, but mostly I felt like pressured to go. And then when 2020 happened, or the pandemic happened, it would like gave me the excuse to not go to church. And then I was like, I feel great. I'm so yeah. happy to exactly. not go to church. It's actually a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Like I try to watch Zoom church and I was just like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this. So that was kind of like when I allowed myself to like really settle into this like newness and and like really think about what I actually wanted mm-hmm. out of my relationship with the church. It felt pretty quick where I was like, oh yeah, this isn't working for me. I don't believe in this. Some, t- In some ways it feels like it was an easy decision to leave. Obviously it was really, really hard, but like so many things just didn't line up with my core values. And so I was like, all right, bye, I'm bye done bye. with this. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. So yeah, that's like the, the short nutshell version of yeah. My journey away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. You and I had super similar timelines, mm-hmm. I think, because we went through the BYU cognitive dissonance phase together. Oh, yeah. And then Bentley and I moved to San Francisco. So we were apart for mm-hmm. COVID, but it kind of followed a very similar traje- yeah. trajectory. And we did like BYU at the same time. We did missions around the same yeah. time. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of the same things let us out. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. I can definitely. Relate? Yeah, I think that was a big time for a lot of people. It's kind of crazy to think about a lot of like people, a mass exodus away from from the church. It's yeah, just, I don't know, it's wild. It 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 is wild. It's wild to think about how much that hamster wheel of just doing it because you've just been doing it mm-hmm. is really effective, and how yes. much COVID forced us off the hamster wheel to yeah. take a step back and be like, oh, I actually don't like. Being yeah. on that hamster. Yeah, totally. Being like, oh, wait, I actually love not going to church. 100%. <laughs> and don't want to watch it over Zoom. I don't want to watch it on Zoom. I don't want to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to do <make> it. <laughs> Thank oh you gosh. so much for that context. I'm yes. sure we'll get into some more of that too as we talk about the subject matter of the day. Can't wait. Before we jump into the stories, You and I have been talking a little bit about the fact that I watched your favorite movie of all time, you just told me, (laughs) The Witch, and I need to unpack it with you, and I think it's very relevant for the Girls Camp podcast because it's highly, highly religious, Yes, very religious, but The Witch, for those of you who don't know, it's a, is it Robert or Roger Eggers? It's Robert Eggers. Eggers, Eggers, I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure. He is the director. It stars Anya Taylor-Joy. And it came out in 2016, I think. I just looked it up. But I had never seen it. And I watched it for the first time a couple of nights ago. And I cannot stop thinking about it. I know. I think about it constantly. It's, it's my Roman Empire. It is your Roman <laughs> Empire. The witch is your Roman it Empire. It is why. It is so good. It mm-hmm. is so spooky. I watched it and didn't feel as scared as I normally feel watching a scary movie and I thought oh, okay like I'm totally fine mm-hmm. and then I've been so scared <laughs> when the sun goes down <laughs> I'm like spooky it's spooky yeah. lots of really spooky haunting imagery mm-hmm. and it's not gratuitous mm-hmm. so when you're watching it it's it's still spooky watching it but I've been surprised how much the imagery has stuck with me. Yeah, totally. And how scared I feel. Yeah, it's like not your typical scary movie in that there's so many scary things happening one after the other. I feel like there are a few very um, distinct scenes that are like very haunting, but they're so effective. Part of the reason I love this movie is because it's like using, I mean, because it's all about this like very religious Puritan family. That's like part of the horror. is like obsession the like religious fanaticism is part of the horror which is like such a cool premise for a horror movie yes that is exactly it so a very brief synopsis if you haven't seen the movie a puritan family gets essentially exiled out of their community so they're living on a farm on the outskirts of wherever they are i don't even know and there's a Forest at the edge of their farm Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you can tell the forest is spooky and then from the very beginning they start having encounters with a witch or witches Mm -hmm. and you described so well the thing that i was so struck by which is the puritan family is so god jesus obsessed so obsessed with religion and then you have this witch character that is the opposite side of the coin of -hmm. religion right is Mm -hmm. very connected to evil there's these a lot of symbolism and these kind of like dark magic things Mm -hmm. but the puritanical religious fanaticism is not like the antidote to the horror of the witch it kind of feeds into the horror of the witchy dark evil side yes and that's what's so freaky about it because they're kind of trying to use Religion, as you know, the light opposed to the darkness Mm -hmm. of like the forest and the witch, Mm -hmm. but it so clearly doesn't work. Yeah, totally. What's so interesting about this movie is that, like, I mean, like you were saying, the kind of intense Puritanism kind of makes the witch a reality in a way instead of banishing it or like overcoming this evil with light. Everything they're doing is making this witch real. Yes. Which is so crazy. And yes, also what I feel like Mormonism does yes, to Satan. Yes, yes. I'm like, Satan's not real, I don't think. Okay, I'm so glad right? again that you said it that way because <laughs> reading these stories, I kept thinking that. I kept thinking in order for religion to function for there to be god jesus angels i mean not in every framework but mm-hmm. usually there's this kind of like in order for this to exist the other side has to exist too yeah. there has to be an opposition there has to be the other side mm-hmm. and the witch demonstrates that so well where mm-hmm. it shows this obsession with religion is what is what makes possession and demons mm-hmm. and witches real yeah if there wasn't this side of it, the God religion side, there wouldn't be that side of it. Yeah. And I've been thinking that about Mormonism as I've read through these stories and thinking about how interesting it is when you're comparing God, angels, Jesus with demons, devils, ghosts, it almost makes it all seem a little fantastical. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but those two things are like part and parcel of Mormonism. Mm-hmm. Like both are true and real yeah. in Mormon theology. But just with different vernacular ghosts sounds so spooky Halloween Casper like apparitions but then like what are spirits then I felt the spirit that's kind of spooky too yeah you know, there's like a spirit with me all the time yes. yeah it's just so interesting how like the words you use make such a difference absolutely and how used to <laughs> the words we use or used as Mormons it didn't feel like it lived in the same family as horror ghosts and demons. totally. But really, we were talking about ghosts and demons and the devil. Yeah. But it didn't necessarily seem like it. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a really interesting Mm -hmm. thing to think about because, yeah, just as much as Mormons believe in God and Jesus, Mm -hmm. you also believe in Satan and quite literally demons. Yeah. Toward the end of my time like at church, I was a young women's leader. I loved being with the young women, obviously, because they're just like so cool and like open to truth, actual truth, mm-hmm. I feel like. And there were so many lessons where I remember this one lesson, there was, it was like a stake meeting mm. with the youth. And it was all about Satan and how like, I feel like there's a talk or something where they compare the adversary to a cheetah. Cheetah stalks its prey and it's silent and it's sneaky and then it will like pounce and like get you. And like, I remember sitting in that lesson and being like, why are we talking about this? That's first of all, like so scary to imagine that there's like some man called Uh Satan who's like trying to get you all the time. and And like evil entity trying to get you like that's crazy and like it just didn't make sense to me because i was like first of all i don't feel like satan is real that's my personal feeling Mm -hmm. i was like if anything humans hurt each other and humans have the power to like deceive each other why are we putting like offloading this all onto this fake demon entity and why are we like Pounding it into these fourteen and fifteen and sixteen year olds' heads that they've got to be careful because they will be gotten by Satan. Like that's so scary. It's really scary, actually. And I remember just coming home from that day, and like this, I feel like this happened all the time, but especially this day. I like remember going home and just like getting out my laptop and just like writing this word vomit essay about how upsetting that was to me because I was like, why, why? what purpose does this serve besides to like scare these mm-hmm. kids and like scare them into obedience, you know? And it was totally. just like, anyway. It's such a fear-mongering thing. Yeah, I mean, what could be more scary than yeah. the epitome of evil Yeah, actually having real power over individuals? Mm-hmm. And there's so many stories where people talk about that, feeling like th- when they were introduced to the idea of Satan, that's their memories of... Their first memories of being afraid of something like that. Yeah. Like, why did we need to introduce that fear? Yeah. It's very odd. Totally. And introducing the fear alongside the antidote, which is like perfect obedience mm-hmm. and prayer, all these things that you feel like you have to be worthy of in order to battle a true, scary, evil thing. Yeah. Totally. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's not a very healthy way yeah. of, I think, approaching anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's caused me to reflect on how present Satan and that dark evil power to get you to do, to do wrong things really is yeah. in Mormonism. It takes power away from you when you feel like anytime you have a negative thought or anytime you like think something impure, quote-unquote, it's Satan, you know? And it's like... No, it's just like you, you're just being a normal person. (laughs) Like humans aren't perfect and humans think negative things. Sometimes like you have the power to like overcome those things yourself. It's not like you have to call upon some power of Jesus. You have it within yourself to overcome these things. It's not like all these outside forces like acting on you. And I felt like that was the message that these kids were getting and that's so disempowering. Absolutely. It made me so mad. Yeah, it is. And it also, as far as I understand, I feel like there's a, a phrase for this, but it's something about, it's not intellectualizing feelings, but basically the, the concept of, Feelings come and go and thoughts come and go and you actually can't control a lot of the times the Mm -hmm. things that you think or even the things that you feel. And the best thing you can do is let feelings and thoughts like enter and leave if they're not serving you. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing you can do is fixate. Yeah, And then even worse is to hyper fixate and then say, oh, this is the devil speaking to me. So I must be a terrible person who's letting this evil in. That's so scary. Yes, as opposed to being like, sometimes we have thoughts that are even I you know I would never use pure and pure anymore but sometimes we have thoughts that we don't want to have or Mm -hmm. what have you and actually the best thing to do is just to like let it go yeah and just be like that's just a thought yeah and that rhetoric does the opposite times a thousand yes (laughs) yeah the whole thing is so deeply Mm -hmm. unhealthy and problematic Mm -hmm. and just like seeds distrust of yourself and your own like thoughts and intuition yeah to just think that like you can't trust yourself absolutely to like work through certain things anyway and if it's a bad thing it's satan taking Mm -hmm. power of you and if it's a good thing it's the holy ghost taking power of you like it never just gets to be you yeah and that causes deep distrust Mm -hmm. i think that's a lot of things post-mormons i know i struggle with hugely is like who what do i actually think and feel Mm -hmm. because we're told our whole lives it's either an evil presence in your mind and body or a good presence, but it's never just you. Yeah. Which is so distancing from yourself. Yeah. It's so like out of, talk about out of body experiences. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, that's spookier than anything. It really is. I'm going to jump into these. Okay. First story. When I was eight or nine and cleaning the church, I was getting a drink from the drinking fountain and my brothers thought it would be so funny to turn out the lights I looked over into the primary room I was standing by and saw a white figure slash woman standing in the doorway. I didn't scream because we were in the church, but I ran as fast as my little legs would take me. I asked my mom if anyone had been cleaning that room when I was over there, and she said, "No, don't clean haunted churches for free, my dudes." <gasps> Chills. <laughs> That's do you remember? So scary. Do you remember cleaning the church or or being yes. at the church at night? At night. Yes. Silent, only a few lights on. So scary, echoey, scary. We should have known. I know it shouldn't have felt that scary. I know, but I remember some of my really vivid memories of being scared as a kid were Mm -hmm. in dark LDS churches, yeah, after dark. Yeah, I remember like walking through the chapel, and it would be like dark or like partially lit, and kind of feeling like, ooh, this is cool and scary. Yeah. Yeah, and being like. It's, a, it's such a different feeling when it's not packed full of people and there's not like a loud organ playing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It feels pretty spooky. It does. This, wow. this begs the question that we should establish before we continue. Do you believe in ghosts? That is a great question. I think I do. I'm kind of in this place where... So we have talked a lot about the podcast Otherworld. Yes. Um... It's really fun and sometimes really spooky. So, if you're also, if warning, you're easily yeah, scared, maybe don't listen to all of them. But I feel like I I've been like binging that podcast just cuz it's so fascinating to me to hear people's experiences with the paranormal or like supernatural and the more experiences I hear from people, I'm like there have to be ghosts or spirits hanging around there Every has once to be a something, you know? Yeah. Um, I've never personally had an experience with a ghost or a spirit or an entity, but I believe that people do. Yeah. I kind of like don't know totally where I fall on that, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure there is. I know. I believed in like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's not that crazy for me to believe in ghosts. Totally. Well, know? we were talking about this the other night too. When you think about beliefs like that, if you believe in ghosts or you don't, like it's not really harming anyone. It's Mm -hmm. not like belief in ghosts has been systematized. It hasn't been created in a framework that Mm -hmm. then like oppresses people or makes people feel shitty for like normal human things. (laughs) So I think it's kind of the type of thing where I'm like fun if you do. And like it's, not very charged for me in that same way because it hasn't been made to be problematic. Totally, I do feel like I'm very skeptical. I've been thinking about it a lot if I do believe in ghosts and reading through so many stories. I've been listening to a lot of scary story stuff too. Most stories, I feel like there's some type of thing you can be like, okay, maybe that was an animal or a dream or... It was dark, and there, you know. I feel like I usually am like, I don't know. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's something that could explain this. Like explain exactly, explain it away exactly. But there's some really compelling stories, yeah. And there's multiple that I'm going to read right now. That it's just like, how else would you explain that? Yeah, totally. Besides ghosts, like literally, how else would you explain it? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we talked about this other night, too. I'm like, I have no idea what happens after we die. I can only imagine that our energy doesn't just, like, disappear. Like, it's got to, like, continue on in some way, like, whether that's through other people or through, like, energy that you can't see. You know, like, I feel like it's got to be there somewhere still. Yeah. And I also feel like there is a lot to be said for, like, maybe humans who didn't have a sense of closure in this life or the way they died or something, you know, like, and that's why they're still hanging around. I don't know. I feel like that makes sense to me, though. Yeah, it makes sense energetically. Yeah, totally. Energy feels like a concept so much more founded in reality to Mm -hmm. me. And to think that there's good energies and bad energies and energies of our souls and Mm -hmm. our minds that, yeah, maybe continue to exist in some way that could also bump into us here on this, in this realm or whatever. Totally. That does feel like there's a lot of sense there. Mm -hmm. Let's read, let's read a few more of these because some of these I was like, hmm, this (laughs) is feeling pretty compelling. Okay. Okay, this is a crazy one. And it's on a mission, which a lot of these Mm. are on missions. I've heard Missions get crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Missions get really crazy. <laughs> okay. All right. Buckle up. This is a long and wild ride. Keep in mind, I had been in the mission field a solid two weeks when this all went down. First things first, there was an elder in my mission who I swear wanted, wanted nothing more than to be an exorcist. Every time something spooky happened, this elder was there, guns ablazing, ready to cast out some demons. He fucking <laughs> loved it. <laughs> So one night, can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, I can. So one night, the other companionship of sisters in our apartment asked this elder to come bless a house that they thought was haunted. When the sisters got home, they told us all about it, and it was very creepy. As I was laying in bed that night, I started having the most disturbing images pop into my head. I was super spooked and told my trainer, who then revealed to me that she had been able to see spirits since she was a kid and that there were definitely spirits in our room. All of a sudden, she starts whimpering and says there's something scratching her arms and legs. Thanks. <laughs> but only to her garment lines. No! (laughs) Because obviously the demons are repelled by the garments, lol. Then she raises her arm to the square and tells the demons to leave in Jesus' name. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there terrified. Eventually, she says they're gone and we both fall asleep. The next day, we tell our roommates about what happened. They're creeped out and unbeknownst to me and my companion, they go tell the exorcist elder about it. (laughs) Also, that day, this will be important in a second, those sisters go by a staff... Thing as a gift for someone they are teaching. That statue is sitting on the kitchen table when we all go to sleep. That night, in the middle of the night, we are both woken up by a big crashing noise in the bathroom. We go investigate and find that everything from just one shelf in the bathroom has been knocked onto the floor as if someone had swiped it all off. Nothing else in our room or bathroom had moved. Super weird, but we go back to sleep. Early the next morning, we wake up to the sound of pounding on our front door. It's Elder Exorcist and his companion. (laughs) He says that he was awoken in the middle of the night and felt that we were in danger. My companion and I were unaware of the fact that the other sisters had actually told him everything the day before, and this wasn't some incredible revelation. (laughs) Apparently, he and his companion had come to our house during the night and blessed the house from the outside, but unfortunately, he said the danger was not gone. He walked straight past us into the living room and declared that he needed to cast out the evil spirits. We all kneeled, and then he asked his companion to do it. The companion started saying a normal prayer when all of a sudden my companion interrupts and goes, Elder, there's something here. You need to make it leave immediately elder exorcist stands tall on his knees and starts to yell at the demons to go back to hell he starts shaking and making weird noises and says he's being attacked it was literally a scene from a horror movie suddenly his eyes pop open and he looks at the statue which was now standing in the front entryway (laughs) i'm scared (laughs) none of us remembered moving it he points at it and says where did you get that through terrified tears (laughs) The other sisters respond, at Ross. (laughs) That tracks, actually. (laughs) At Ross. At Ross. The statue statue statue. from Ross. (laughs) Then the elder stands up and runs to the statue. He throws open the front door and smashes it against the cement, (laughs) shattering it. We're all silent. Finally, he sighs and says it's over. And that was that. Thinking back, I have no idea what the fuck actually happened, but suffice it to say, it was quite a traumatizing second week. A second week? I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. She... Should have gone home. She should have gone home. The twists (laughs) and turns of this story. This is a movie. So much to unpack. This is like a full narrative arc with the statue, (laughs) with the elder. Oh my gosh. Like even the first night alone when she's whimpering and the demons are scratching her, but not where she's covered by her garments. (laughs) I'm speechless. (laughs) I'm speechless. Okay, but kind of some compelling moments in this one. Yeah, actually so scary. And I'm so sorry whoever went through that because that is... So terrifying really scary I've never had anything like that happen. I've had sleep paralysis once and it was so scary, but now I know it like wasn't like a demon thing mm. I've never been through anything like that and I would have been so scared also can we talk about how like all of this was dealt with by like 18 and 19 year olds Elder exorcist <laughs> particularly you know that elder <laughs> the way that he was described is so funny mm-hmm. And also scary mm-hmm. because just on a power trip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Excited for a chance. Yeah. To cast out demons. Ready at any moment. Probably was channeling them so he could cast them Literally, out. Literally, <laughs> he cursed the apartment yeah. so he could cast them out. Yes. I remember one of my friends was telling me she one time blessed someone's house on her mission who said there was like weird stuff going on. And then later realized that she, like, wasn't supposed to because she's a, a girl. No, oh. <laughs> And the elders were like, you did that? You weren't supposed to do that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So only men can cast out cast devils. Cast out demons? <laughs> cool. <laughs> doubt it. I doubt that. <laughs> only the men get that one, too. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so dumb. Like, like if like, the women get anything, yeah. let us cast out the demons. Like, let us just say a prayer in a house yeah. that it will, like, Be peaceful. Yeah, like that should be okay. Are we allowed? (laughs) Apparently not. Gosh. Okay. So the the power trip elder, the garment line protecting the statue from Ross from Ross, and the elder smashing it on the ground. (laughs) But it seems like it (laughs) worked. Yeah, I guess. Also, the shelf part is spooky. Yeah, that part's really spooky. Yeah, I've heard stories of. One thing like flying off a shelf—that's that's that's not natural. That's not natural. I don't (laughs) know. That one kind of convinced me of some things. Yeah, convinced me that elders have way too much power. Yes, than they ever should be allowed. Number one, (laughs) and it also maybe convinced me that something was afoot in that apartment. Oh, totally. I also feel like when all of your mental and physical energy is so focused on like feeling the spirit. There's got to be some like cross crossed wires occasionally. Absolutely, where like weird things happen. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely, there must be because there's a lot of mission ones. Okay, here's another mission one. When I was younger, my grandma, who is a very devoted member, would have get-togethers with all of my extended family. We would have dinner and play with cousins, but there would always be a family home evening lesson. This specific time, I was around 8 or 9, and we all gathered around to have our lesson. My older cousin was 12, and he had brought a friend who wasn't a member. All the kids sat around in a circle as my uncle told us a story about his mission. He told us that Satan himself had come to him in the middle of the night while he was on his mission and stood at the foot of his bed. Satan let him know that he should leave the church and that he wanted him dead. We all sat in awe and horror as he told the story. He acted like a hero, rose his arm in a square, and casted casted Satan out in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan let out an evil laugh and disappeared. He finished off his story by letting us know that he was probably bound to be a higher up in the church, maybe even a future prophet. And that's why Satan wanted to get him. Every adult acted as if this was normal. And I can't help but look back on that situation and be so flabbergasted. I always think of my cousin's friend who randomly came that one time and how he and his parents (laughs) must have felt when he inevitably repeated the story to them. I can't help but laugh. Shocking first exposure. Getting home. How was it? Well, so-and-so's dad saw Satan himself. (laughs) That's so crazy. Also, the self-aggrandizing. Yeah, being like, I'm probably going to become a prophet. <laughs> we'll you know, see, though. <laughs> Satan himself tried to... Well, Joseph Smith wrestled with Satan, True, apparently. So true. Can we talk about how the Joseph Smith movie is a horror movie? Especially the part with Satan. It's so scary. The Satan part is so scary. <laughs> also, so scary. thinking about casting out demons, I was remembering the part of that movie. What's it called? The Joseph Smith... I can look it up. Is it the restoration? Yes, I think so. Joseph Smith, prophet of the restoration. Oh yeah. Okay. Remember there the part go. when he's <laughs> he's like captured, and there's people talking in the other room, and they're being like vulgar, I guess, and he's like, <gasps> "Wait, like, silence!" <laughs> in the <you> prison, <laughs> demons of the eternal pit. <laughs> Do you remember that part? <laughs> Wait, in the prison? Yes, he's in, in the prison. Jail? Yes. Oh, you're right. He's in Carthage, I think. <gasps> And they're like, I do remember that. That was the perfect intonation. Thank by the you. Way. I have it <laughs> brought it back to me, <laughs> into my mind. I remember watching it and being like, Oh my God, being like so empowered yeah. by that. <laughs> it's like he calls them like demons of the eternal pit or yeah. something really crazy. Sounds right. Sounds about right, Joseph. Sounds like Joseph's way of speaking. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But that part really struck me as a child. <laughs> you were like, damn yes joseph damn joseph he came on really strong with that one (laughs) okay here is the next story my aunt was a brand new young mom up watching tv rocking her baby one night at one point she felt really off and the hair on her arms started standing up she noticed something move out of the corner of her eye and as soon as she did she turned to see a full-blown banshee ghost type woman staring back at her screaming Now my aunt had left the church at 18, so she was no longer religious, but was frozen in fear at this entity in front of her. She held her baby tight and couldn't think of what else to do, so in panic, she made a cross with her fingers and sang, I am a child of God, as it's all she could remember. It's kind of a running joke now, as my whole family has left the church, but it seemed to work. It disappeared. She called her dad, who came over and blessed the house for good measure, and all was well. But hey, if Mormonism did anything right, it was make catchy songs that stick with us forever Mm -hmm. and come in handy sometimes. So true still to this day i think if an entity did appear to me please bless that that will not happen this is no invitation what else would i do besides like probably say a prayer yeah oh i would say a prayer instantly like (laughs) i would immediately believe in heavenly father god again (laughs) sorry you instantly are a mormon again (laughs) like (laughs) i'm back dear heavenly father No, of, literally. I would, because I don't yeah. know what else I would do. To- I know. It's such an instinct Yeah, still, even though for years I like haven't prayed regularly. Still, if I get spooked and I'm like by myself, I'm like, I am a child <laughs> of God, which is also kind of a minor, not cheerful song either. Yeah. But it's what I go to. Yeah, so. it's not very cheery, no. all things considered. No. But yeah, it does um. feel... I'm going to read another story that touches on this in a way that I really, really like. So let me read this one. And let's put a pin in that into like the good energy, bad energy thing. Mm -hmm. This story is really scary. Okay. (laughs) Okay. When I was 15, my family bought a fixer upper home. One night we were in the process of fixing it up. And my older brother asked my parents if he could stay the night in his new room. My parents let him and at around midnight, my parents get a call from him. He was standing in the driveway and refused to go back in the house. He told us when he got home, he had finished painting his new room and put the house and had put the house upstairs to bed. Just like turned off the lights. Yeah. Just like turned off the lights and was showering and getting ready to sleep. He said as he got out of the shower, it sounded like there was a huge party going on upstairs. When he went upstairs to check what the sound was, the house was empty and quiet, but all of the lights were on. My brother knew he had turned them off, so he turned them off again and waited outside for my parents. Fast forward a month, and my family and I were all moving in. My younger brother and I were downstairs as my parents went to get another load of stuff to move. We both felt very scared and unsettled and didn't want to be alone in the house. One of the young men was a good friend of mine and stayed after everything was moved to hang out with my older brother. We were showing him the house, and my brother was sharing his experience previously in the house alone. My friend then asked us if we knew the history of the house. Our friend informed us that about two years prior, the previous owner had a son who threw a party while she was out of town. He posted it online with his address, and of course, the party grew out of control. The neighbor, who knew his mom was out of town, went next door to try to help de-escalate the party. He came in through the garage, and when he got to the door to go in the house, someone drunkenly punched him in the face just right. He hit his head on the wall by the door that had a screw sticking out. Oh he then gosh. fell from the steps and died upon impact on the floor of the garage. Oh my gosh. So this person who all that happened to was the son who used to live in the house and okay. threw the party. The party then exploded. Kids were jumping fences and running like crazy. And the house then went into foreclosure with the bank. Once our friend told us this, we got chills and went to the garage to see if we could find the screw. Sure enough, we found the screw along with a small smear of blood on the wall. After further inspection and moving some boxes, we found a stained puddle of blood on the concrete floor. Oh my god. We were so stunned that we instantly ran and told our parents. Our parents sat us down and let us know they knew the story. They told us they weren't planning on telling us because they didn't want us to get scared. They also let us know that they didn't even know, upon buying the house, that the neighbor who was renting from the wife of the person who died had told them. My father then, using his priesthood, power blessed the house and like quite some miracle the bad energy left the house and was filled with love instead for a long time that story was something that strengthened my testimony i'm so thankful now to see it for what i believe it to be i've always been sensitive to energies and spirits and i can feel the good and bad and what people carry i believe that because of the love my family shared for each other that the bad energy couldn't stay wow Happy nice ending. Ending. yeah i know i really that story's crazy yeah that's wild i really sad. Yeah, it's a crazy story. That's one of the things that I find compelling is when someone like sees or senses something or something weird happens and then they find out after the fact mm-hmm. something that like really lines up yes, with the weirdness. Totally. Why would he have heard a party? Yeah. And how, the lights. Yeah. How can you like justify that away? Yeah. It's a pretty crazy coincidence. Mm-hmm. But I really like what she said at the end along with what we were talking about with like singing a hymn and stuff of Yeah. I think there's good energy and bad energy. And like if a hymn, even if you don't believe in Mormonism anymore or a prayer, feels like a way to access good energy, I think there's a lot of power in that, totally, regardless of the actual doctrine behind it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I don't know. I think we totally have power to like change the feeling in a space, you know? Yeah. Everyone has their own way of doing that. I would never discredit or invalidate a Mormon person, you know, singing a hymn or or giving a blessing or saying a prayer to like do that because everyone just has their own way, you know? I think, especially if it's like a personal comfort thing, then like, yeah, you do what you gotta do. Totally. I feel the same way. And I think that's our language Mm -hmm. of that. Totally. And so I can see how like, in moments of fear you kind of default to your language that you yeah. learned from your youth oh totally so it makes sense that the things that come to mind are to pray or a blessing mm-hmm. or you know whatever it may be totally and I think it's really sweet in this story that she was just like it was love and yeah, my family's I like love, love, love for each other and maybe there was some supernatural healing of the kid who died yeah. and you know who's to say but yeah. I thought that that was quite a crazy story. Yeah, that is wild, honestly, and really so sad. I know. And yeah, probably, I mean, if that boy's spirit was there, he's probably grateful now that he could move along. Yeah. You know, after that nice family moved totally. in. Totally. To that place that held so much trauma Yeah. For Another family, yeah, you know, just make it like a happy space mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. I do feel very glad that I live in a new build, yeah, because ain't nobody died in this house. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's happened in my house. It's over a hundred years <gasps> old. Some shit went down. In that I know. House. I'm scared. There's one part of my house that I'm like, I'm scared <laughs> to go in there. Really, what part? <laughs> it's this like, I mean, it's just inherently a spooky spot. So. Down the stairs to the basement. There's like a set of like six stairs, and underneath the stairs is a little like cellar type mm. thing. It has like a little tiny door, mm-hmm. and it's all like dirt in there. But it's like <gasps> people in the past have just used it as like storage, so we'll keep some stuff down there. I am scared of it, Only and I'm always like midday. Can you ever go get even this then? Stuff out I'm of like there. Clark. You have to go in <laughs> there yeah. because I don't and know why. Luck. I'm just like. And there's no latch on the other side of the door. Mm. So it's like, you could get locked in there. I'm not usually one to get easily scared by yeah. things. But that spot, I'm like, it's a little spooky. Me no like. Me no like. I like don't want that to that spot. go there. <laughs> Do you feel more scared of ghosts, demon stuff, or kidnapper, murderer stuff? Definitely real humans. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel way more scared of living... Humans, I think if I had some type of scary encounter with a ghost or something, I know that there are ways to kind of move through mm. that or maybe like get it to go away or like. I'm the one here living now. So like yeah. I feel like there's power in that. There's an NPR podcast called Pop Culture Happy Hour. And they basically just review movies. And today I listened to one where they were all talking about their favorite scary movies. Mm. And one of them was talking about how like home invasion movies is like are their, you know, scariest ones. And I totally agree. I think it feels more like a real and present yeah, danger. Totally. Yeah. And like when I was camping this past weekend, like I was feeling kind of spooked because it was just like so quiet there was no one around us we were kind of in the middle of nowhere and as I was thinking about it I was like what am I feeling like scared of and it wasn't anything supernatural it wasn't animals it was people you know mm-hmm. like what if some like crazy person with a knife or a gun yeah or like yeah. stuff like that freaks me out but yeah anyway. I can see that I think that's the more rational mm-hmm. thing to feel yeah what about you The reason I think I might be more afraid of ghosts is because against humans, I feel like, okay, I have an alarm system, Mm -hmm. I could call someone, I could call the police... Where with a ghost, I'm like, it could get you anytime, anywhere. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, one of the scenes that haunts me, I can't even remember what this is from. I feel like I watched so many scary movies as a teenager, which mm-hmm. I just, like, really shouldn't have done. But so you I could think boys? Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and they'd always be like, you know, we have to watch Insidious. I, and I was like okay. we probably watched that together 100%. at one point. <laughs> in Sam Cusick's basement, probably. <laughs> but there's a movie where whenever the person falls asleep freddy krueger comes scary and it it scared me so bad because this person like is trying not to sleep and then they fall asleep in the middle of class in the middle of the Mm. day and then this like scary monster whatever comes and i was like shit like you're never safe yeah and you're never safe from humans either to be fair but it feels like ghosts can like get you in a different way where you couldn't like, if a person's going to come, you could just run to the neighbors. And like, I feel like there's almost more of a sense of security for me Mm -hmm. where it's like a ghost could just like infiltrate like my mind. Yeah, Totally. (gasps) I feel like for me, one reason I feel like I don't get scared super easily is I feel like I have a very rational analytical mind. Mm. And so if I feel like some weird energy or vibes or whatever, I'm like, I'll usually find a way to be like, no, that's just in your head, totally. you know? And growing up, too, I would watch movies with my dad. And if it was a scary movie, he'd always be like, just remember, it's not real. This is just a movie. It's easy for me to just say that to yeah. myself. and diffuse the scared. fear yeah. of something. Yeah, because like I feel like if you allow yourself to be super scared, then it's just like snowball effect from there. Absolutely. But if you're like, no, I'm not scared. It's easier to just like put it out your mind, but easier said than done. No, that's a good point. I've been thinking a lot about fear Mm -hmm. (laughs) just as a concept and thinking about like as a grown adult... I watched The Witch. I was putting my girls down to sleep. Bentley wasn't home. It has to be pitch black in their room. And I usually hold Clementine to sleep. Maud's in her crib. And it was pitch black and I was holding Clementine. And I was just so scared. Mm. And I was like, what am I afraid of? Am I actually afraid of a witch? Like, I know (laughs) there's not a witch. I know a witch is not in my house. Like, I know a witch is not gonna come get me. Yeah, But I felt so scared and it's such a weird thing mm-hmm. to be afraid and it makes you feel so powerless. It's like the the thing when you're like trying not to think about it, then it's yeah. all you can think about. Yes. And anyway, I've just been thinking about like what an odd phenomenon it is yeah. to be afraid of things totally. that like you know rationally are not real. Yeah, And this is a kind of a Mormon thing. There's probably some stories about this, but I'm curious, you're thinking on... I still feel like I have kind of deep indoctrination in me of like, well, if you open yourself up to it yeah. and if you watch scary movies yeah. or like dabble in the dark, whatever, yeah, then it's like the going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. But I wonder part of me and my adult rational post-Mormon brain is like, but maybe there's a little bit of truth to that, right? Like, Yeah. If, It's more so the concept of what you think about and invest in Mm -hmm. is going to fill up your brain. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I have an irrational fear of like watching a scary movie and feeling like, well, since I watched The Witch, a witch might actually get me, (laughs) which is not (laughs) true. (laughs) Totally. No, I... I think there is some truth to that too, especially with that podcast where I've been just like hearing lots of people's firsthand accounts of Mm -hmm. like encounters. In many cases, it is people who, well, I feel like there's different things like people who are seeking it out. And I think also another pattern I see is people who are in vulnerable situations Mm. like or kind of like distressing situations, abusive families or like just went through trauma of some kind and are just kind of in a vulnerable emotional state, I feel like that can kind of make you more susceptible to experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have any personal experience with this, but I feel like there is truth to that. If you open yourself up to certain energies, they will be able to like come and go more easily. I mean, it's kind of like any media for a while, I was listening to so much true crime. Yeah, totally. And I felt like it was bringing me to a lower frequency. Absolutely. I was like, I don't know why I'm listening to this. It's so scary. It's so violent. It just didn't make me feel good, you know? So I feel like Absolutely. that's a similar thing, but on maybe a, a different totally. Scale. In October, I always just watch like way more scary movies mm-hmm. than any other month and I'll find myself going to bed and I know there's like a robe hanging up behind totally. my door, but I like look at it and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, no, that's just my robe. Yes. But like, because I'm thinking about these things, exactly. I'm like, is it a shadow yeah. man? Like, <laughs> no. yes. so yeah. You're like susceptible to yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm like, almost like looking for it. Absolutely. Like, secretly. I'm like, I want roof i know but at the same time Uh -uh. i don't you don't i don't i'm not opening myself you don't don't swear don't tell the universe that (laughs) i seriously have thought of that i'm like i kind of wonder like what it would feel like and i'm like no not enough yeah i don't wonder enough yeah not enough to conjure it not enough to (laughs) conjure it let's talk about some of the lore because this is a rule i vaguely remember deep at the back of my brain but a lot of people wrote this in it's the spirit handshake rule and the rule is this. Oh, wait. This is ringing a bell. If the spirit appears to you, you should ask them to shake your hand. If they're a resurrected being, they will. If they're a spirit messenger from God without a res- resurrected body, they will not move so as not to deceive you. If they're from Satan, they'll try to shake your hand, but you won't feel anything. Because like demons, because, you know, Satan's demons don't have bodies. Yeah. I remember taking this very seriously and practicing asking a pretend spirit to shake (laughs) my hand. I have never needed this at any time in my life. (laughs) I'm so glad. So many people wrote in about this, so I did a little research. Yes. I feel like this, it feels vaguely familiar, but I don't feel like I know anything about it. Yes. Okay. D&C 129 verses 4 through 7 this is, I'm reading right now a synopsis of those verses. This is on churchofjesuschrist.org. Okay. It's in a lesson manual and it says If the messenger is a resurrected personage whose flesh one feels when shaking hands, the messenger is an angel from God. But spirits cannot clasp hands since they do not have flesh and bones with which to do it. For spirits to pretend to an ability they do not possess would be deceit. And one who would attempt it would not be a just man. Therefore, the spirits of just men made perfect will not move when a hand is extended towards them. I feel like I just dissociated (laughs) because that sounded like an instruction manual. It is. Like, how could anyone remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, so complicated. <laughs> like, so complicated where I'm like, okay, so if it's, okay. Yeah. If it's, but if I don't feel it, then I'm like, that's so confusing. Here's what you need to know. If a spirit <laughs> appears to you... Asked to shake his hand. Okay. If they shake your hand, they're good. They're from God. Okay. If they refuse to shake your hand, they're also from God. But it's. If a- they pretend to shake your hand. It. Okay. And they have not a hand of flesh and bone, <laughs> that is a that demon. That is a demon. Okay. This is good to Write know. it down. <laughs> this is important info. Logging that away. Log that away. <laughs> but so many people were saying, like, we were taught some of this shit as kids and then yeah. made to think, like, we were going to actually have to do yeah. this. And then we're scared our whole lives. That's so scary. Scared that if, like, a ghost appeared, it would be like, shake my hand. Yeah. And also you having to determine what kind of ghost it is. <laughs> it's, like, so stressful. And then what? Yeah. Okay. It's a demon? Yeah. Like, what Good if luck. it's a demon? I guess you would have to... Cast it out. Cast it out. Actually, I'm glad you asked, Bailey, because (laughs) according to – well, I actually didn't look up the origin of this, but someone said, and a lot of people said, I was taught growing up that you could make Satan or demons go away by saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave, and putting, like, your arm to the square – as a kid I was terrified of the dark and was convinced that my room was full of demons or evil spirits trying to tempt me so I commanded them to leave on pretty much a nightly basis oh that's sad looking back it's wild to see how literally I took that as a kid and how much the fear of evil spirits kept me up at night that's really sad every night before bed commanding (laughs) in the name of Jesus Christ the demons to go away good practice but also sad to feel like your room is full of demons and evil spirits really sad (laughs) but but if it is a demon, <laughs> put your arm to the square and cast, command them to leave in the name oh, of Jesus okay. Christ. If women are allowed to do that, I don't think we are. So we're just stuck with the demons. <laughs> call if a man he, in. Yeah. Call <laughs> your spouse. <laughs> yeah. If he's a man. <laughs> if he's a man. Get a man in there to cast out <laughs> oh the gosh. demon. Honestly, I just like want to hold and cradle all of us young mormon children and babies who are constantly scared scared of god scared of satan yeah scared of the demons scared of yourself scared of everything or just like worried that you're doing everything wrong all the time absolutely hold us all just be like it's okay yeah you're perfect you're perfect just the way you are yeah you don't need to do anything like that speaking also of that This was a really crazy thing that I also did some research on. The other day, my husband and I were talking about how we both masturbated growing up and had both felt a lot of shame and guilt surrounding it. As we were chatting, we both realized that as young people, we had both been told something along the lines of, when you masturbate, evil spirits who choose to follow Satan hop into your body and feel pleasure through you. Literally this. I remember having a distinct thought one time as a teenager as I was orgasming that my body tensing up upon climax was perhaps an evil spirit possessing my body. No. I think it's so interesting that we both had this idea floating around our tender little teenager brains. I always felt like such a freak for being a girl who masturbated because that was a boy sin. But now I'm so grateful I'm a sexual person. My husband and I both still masturbate and it only positively impacts our relationship to ourselves and to each other. Hell yeah. Glad I know more about my body and sexuality now and glad to no longer believe in Satan and his orgasm-seeking spirit gang. <gasps> Satan's orgasm-seeking spirit gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's actually so terrifying. This is so crazy. So I looked it up because someone else wrote in and said, my husband read Visions of Glory and in that book it talks about demons. There's a vision about a man viewing pornography and masturbating and the author explained that he saw a demon enter his body through the nape of the man's neck feel the pleasure, and then exit after the climax, <gasps> writhing with pleasure on the floor. That's explicit. That is <laughs> so explicit. That's Excuse me. <laughs> like, I'm sex positive, but yeah. not about this not story. Not about a demon writhing on the floor after pleasure. After pleasure. I'm scared. <laughs> me too. So I looked it up. There's this book called Visions of Glory. Okay. And indeed, within this book is a story that is this rough. that basically says if you're masturbating rough. demons will enter your body to feel the pleasure of the orgasm that's so ludicrous <laughs> it's so crazy it's so crazy and i'm again so sad no it's just so like sad normal nice humans yes masturbate well the pleasure thing is so interesting too because it's like it is quite literally demonizing pleasure yeah 100 percent if you feel pleasure there's literally a demon inside yeah literally (laughs) literally (laughs) that's crazy it's crazy oh my god, i hate it it also going back to the witch that's definitely a theme too where like the main character is this young woman her just being like a developing young woman basically her family like demonizes her and, like, thinks she's a witch. Yes. Because she's just existing. Yep. Everything's her fault. She's tempting her brother. She's tempting her dad. All of these bad things are happening because of her. It's because just, she literally grew breasts. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just, <laughs> like, one being does. a <laughs> nice, like, helpful daughter. But they're all just, like, you witch. Yeah, I forgot about that theme mm. and how much the brother... His whole, um, he's like seduced by like yeah. a sexy witch. Yeah. Like how much his sexuality is demonized, yeah, and then like used against him, yes. by the witches. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, I didn't realize how literal that demonizing. Yeah, that's was wild. It's I didn't crazy. know that. Don't read Visions of Glory. Yeah. Moral of that story. I will not be reading. I Visions of will glory. not read any <laughs> Visions of Glory except for. I'm a little morbidly curious. Yeah, now. I want to like go buy any copy I can find at like DI yes. and then like read it and then burn it. And him. then burn it. Maybe that's the premise of our horror film. It's like burning. <gasps> Gorgeous. Crazy LDS literature yeah. like that. And then we levitate into the woods. Absolutely. <laughs> so down. <laughs> okay, this one's kind of silly. Okay. um, Thanks for making the podcast a safe space for post-Mormon guys, which I am, as well as women. Aww. It's a pleasure to listen. I love that. Love my male campers. And they have the priesthood to cast out the the demons, so goodness, <laughs> we got to keep some of them yeah. on our side. When I was a missionary in Brazil, my companion and I were eating lunch at a member's house. After we finished eating, the member asked if we were available to help with something at his neighbor's house. So we go over there, and there's a full-blown exorcism taking place. Apparently, his neighbor's daughter had been possessed a number of times, and today was no different. I had never been a part of something like this. We were trying to do the whole laying on of hands thing and bless her and everything, but she kept licking my hands. (laughs) She kept saying that the devil was going to kill us and other freaky things. Eventually, she calmed down and stopped speaking demonically and licking people. It was a pretty bonkers experience for for me as a gullible 19-year-old, but my companion, who was a nurse before his mission and apparently saw this all the time, never once fell for it. He had this incredibly bored look on his face that, in hindsight, was hilarious. Once I learned that this girl gets possessed every time her phone gets taken away, I got a little <laughs> less freaked out. Now, I don't believe in demons in possession any more than I do in the priesthood, but every time I watch a spooky demon movie, I do think back on my first and hopefully last exorcism. <laughs> oh my gosh. This girl's like, I have to be exorc if i don't have my phone. honestly this is kind of badass because <laughs> yeah, she's like kind of using amazing. this religious lore against them yeah to be like you're gonna take my phone well i'm gonna get possessed <laughs> and i'm gonna lick people's hands and take it's gonna be a whole thing <laughs> your power girl <laughs> yeah. give me my phone or we're gonna make a whole or a deal that's amazing. It's kind of yeah. giving like the crucible a little oh, bit. totally. Just like women kind of like playing with yeah. these like religious things, totally. but careful that's girly. so funny. Careful girl. Don't cry wolf. Oh, don't cry wolf. And then when you actually need to be exercised, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to no come one help you. No one's going to believe you. <laughs> okay, here's a couple more scary ones. When I was a junior in high school at Timpview, who is it? I don't know. Tim if you're you. listening, please DM because Billy and I <laughs> both went to Timphew. Oh. T-T-T-T-Birds right here. Oh, yes. For an entire summer about twice per week, I would wake up to a man in my doorway. Dark short hair, a dark blue zip-up hoodie, and dark jeans. As the summer went on with each visit, he would get closer and closer to my bed. I would wake up panicking and turn the light on, and he'd disappear. The last time he visited, he was right next to me, leaning over me and reaching down to touch me. I quickly turned the light on, and he was gone. The next night I was too scared to go to sleep, so I had my dad come in and give me a blessing and I never saw the man again. My sister moved into that room soon after I moved out. Years later, after we had moved out of that home entirely, my sister told me the same man was in her doorway the first night she moved into my old room. My dad gave her a blessing as well, and she never saw him again either. I have since had crazy experiences with spirits and energies and have left the church, but cannot deny that there are energies out there, both good and bad. But thank God I have not had to encounter that man again. Whoa, spooky. Spooky. Especially that it happened to her and her sister. I know. Something about this entity, just like looking regular with like a hoodie, yeah, is freaking me out. I know. Why did I picture it as like a navy blue BYU hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> a zubi entity. They that's kind exist. of the vibe I got too. I'm like, who's this clean cut yeah. like BYU man standing in the doorway Why is he haunting yeah, you? Yeah, that's scary. It's really scary. Okay, here's another haunted one that involves a bishop when I was in college me and my best friend thought our apartment was haunted doors would randomly shut the dishwasher would randomly turn on things would fall off walls all the stuff you see in movies one day we were sitting on the couch the dishwasher randomly turned on and we looked at each other like again then we both heard a creepy voice we immediately started screaming and crying and ran out of the apartment we called our bishop because we couldn't get a hold of our home teachers he said not to enter the apartment until it was blessed we sat out in the hallway in our PJs crying until he arrived he blessed the apartment and then afterwards told us in his patron blessing it told him he would have many encounters in this life to cast evil spirits away whoa he said that the spirits entered because we were both very righteous and the devil was trying to get to us what's funny is now we have both left the church so i guess the devil got to us after all (laughs) (laughs) amazing Uh it's an interesting concept of like if you're really righteous, then the devil's going to like haunt you even more. Like yeah. the original guy with Satan at his bed who is going to become the prophet. <laughs> but it's also like if you're weak and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Then you'll be haunted. It's kind of like that system, which I think a lot of religion functions like this. There's always an explanation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of like if you pray for something and you don't get it. Yeah. It's because God didn't want to give it to you. But if you yeah. prayed for something and you did get it, it's because you prayed. Yeah. It's kind of totally. like you're never really... It none of it ever really like checks out yeah completely. it's not like a hard and fast rule ever it's yeah kind of just like it's never really up to you yeah exactly and <laughs> yeah. just no matter what happens it all confirms like the same thing yeah which is absolutely. that the mormon church is true <laughs> yeah <laughs> it all comes back it to all that. comes <laughs> back to that in mormonism yes okay this one My grandma suffered severe dementia towards the end of her life and was seeing and speaking to people who weren't really there. So my dad had a friend come over and do an exorcism because he believed she was possessed by a demon. Two dudes came over and prayed over her for a couple hours. I'm not joking when I say shit got creepy really fast. Pictures started falling off the walls, a cane fell out of the closet on its own, and they essentially got her to confess all her Mm -hmm. sins and let go of grudges she'd carried for years. I don't know how I feel about all that looking back because I do not think it's fair to blame dementia on demons, but also I did see ghostly activity while it was all happening. So whether it's that she really had demons or the dudes themselves brought them in with their own minds, we'll never really know. Definitely one of the creepiest, craziest things to experience in my life thus far. Whoa. Huh. I don't know what to think about that I know. One. I mean, I have qualms with how they went about all of that also because yeah. like... Poor Graham. Grandma with dementia. That's rude <laughs> to come and make her like confess all her sins. She's probably just like confused, yeah, and just fully has dementia. Yeah, and also like in a situation like that where people are praying over you for hours, then like of course you're gonna feel pressure to like do something. <laughs> you're or like, say well, something. you know, I like, did do this once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah the the ghostly activity. I know, I don't know. Weird, weird, interesting. Weird. Okay, there was this week in Young Men's where we learned that teachers in the priesthood could cast out devils. So teachers is like, the 16-year-olds, you become a teacher. Okay, yeah. So I it's can't like remember. Deacon is when it's you the It's deacons, teachers, priests. So teachers are probably like 14. Okay, yeah. It's like a class of the priesthood. Uh-huh. Cut to a couple days later, I'm in the car waiting for my mom to come out of the store. I was listening to the radio when a song came on that was not conducive to the spirit. I immediately changed it, but I started to panic because it wouldn't leave my thoughts. I tried and tried to get it to leave my head, but it just wouldn't. I could feel a panic attack coming on, and then I realized I was being possessed by a follower of satan so logically in the middle of a target parking lot i raised my hand to the square and cast out the demon from myself in the name of jc jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> they put jc which is funny i think i bore my testimony about it the following sunday oh, no. so yeah i performed an exorcism on myself because i heard an inappropriate song <laughs> oh <laughs> this That's is so the funny. sad silly but sad part where it's like Damn. Yeah, it's just a song. It's just a song. It's just a song. It has only the power over you. It doesn't have power over you, even yeah. if you think it does. Can we talk about, are you on TikTok? Yes. The Doja Cat uh, Christian version of Paint the Town Red. Did you catch any of this? No. I'm so scared, though. Okay, so Doja <laughs> Cat did Paint the Town Red. Yes. The song where she, like, dresses up like a demon and mm. says, I'm a demon lord and whatever. Mm-hmm and people were people are not so okay not okay. <laughs> just satanic panic number unwell. one million yeah and so someone wrote a christian version have you not God heard damn. this no i'm gonna show it to you live on air because i think it's really important what i'm gonna show you which is maybe even more important is there was like a dance trend to this song mm-hmm. but then a lot of when this Christian version of it came out, then some Christian people were like dancing to the Christian version of the song. So I'm going to show you... Like to be funny or to be No, serious. to be like, we're doing this dance trend, but of course only to the Christian version because okay. people... I, that's the thing too. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you listen to this Doja Cat song? Yeah. Will Satan enter your brain through the music? It's such yeah. an odd thing to be so worried about yeah. to me. I'm thinking of Lil Nas X as well yes same thing people were losing their shit over that song and that music video and it's like you're giving it power like exactly the song in my mind it's playing with the idea of Satan and like doing that in order to give it less power mm. and then all these people are turning around and being like they're inviting satan in and all this stuff and it's like you are then giving it the power oh that, so true you know it's this weird thing where it's like i don't believe it's so that true. any of these artists are like actually worshiping satan they're just like playing with this concept that like has such power over people like you exactly it's so strange it's like no the joke is on you yeah. because of your reaction yeah exactly That's so true. It's so ironic, too, because with all we're talking about with, like, Mormonism, and I'm sure so much of this is true for Christianity in general, Mm -hmm. is that not giving more power to Satan than, like, a song? Totally. And, like, playing around with, sure, like, maybe, like, evil symbolism, but it's, like... No, these artists like probably don't even actually believe in Satan. Yeah. It's way more powerful and way more detrimental and damaging to be like Satan's real and he's going to like enter your body if you do something bad or he's going to make you do bad things than it is to have just like a pop culture song. Again, that's like playing with that concept. Yes, absolutely. Listen to the lyrics of this. (sighs) Okay. I'm nervous. Everything about it is going to kind of be a jump scare, so... (laughs) Did you hear the lyrics? Some of them. It's all about the blood that he sheds. Heard that part? He doesn't make me. He don't make me flinch. I don't settle. I think so. Oddly enough. Okay. Put a foot to the pedal. It don't take a whole lot to be a vessel. Like a vessel of Christ. Ugly chills. Bad chills. (laughs) Also, the people must know what that video is. Will you explain it, please? (laughs) Just a nice girl. Dancing for her husband, both in church clothes, right? <laughs> yeah, like, they're they're LDS. Husband is sitting here, wife is there dancing to that song, and he's just like watching. I'm just like guys, why? Do yeah, we have that's, to do this. That's kind of their thing. So they're like oh. a couple, and she'll like dance, and he'll just like sit oh, and really? watch. Oh, really? That's their thing. That's their thing. <laughs> No shade to them. No shade to them. Also, like no shade to them. I'm genuinely, yeah, maybe a little. Not really, but I'm just scared of that song. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a funny setup too, just to be like, okay, husband, watch me. Yeah, and I'm gonna film you watching me. It's like a first look, which is can be tricky. Yeah, stressful. But like with a silly TikTok dance, and then like over and over and over again, if that's their thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dang. And then add the Doja Cat Christian version yeah. on top of it. And also just, it feels so like there's so much less oomph in the song <laughs> yeah, than that just version. Like not a good it's song. just like kind of quiet, kinda like gentle. <laughs> like a little dissonant, like yeah, monotone yeah. almost. Yes, it's very dissonant. Yeah. The I song, feel more scared of that song than the real one. Honestly, for sure. that song, the demons are gonna like a lot more than <laughs> yeah. Doja Cat's version. Yeah. I'm Gare scared. and fucking deep. You guys. Yeah, it is just the whole concept, even of satanic panics and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like with parents being so panicked about Harry Potter. Being yeah. Like, it's devilish. And it's yeah. like, it's playing with these concepts of good and evil, but it's like a story with ultimately good morals to yeah, it. Totally. And there's no actual, to me, power in like, harry potter or Mm -hmm. a doja cat song Mm -hmm. i also feel like i don't know i'm thinking about horror movies maybe this is like a weird segue but i'm thinking about like my favorite scary movies actually say so many good important things like they Mm. it's using the like medium of a scary movie to say it but it's like like a lot of scary movies are about like grief and trauma and like How we face those and some of them are about like the patriarchy, you know, like there's so much that can actually be taught through these like scary or like horror mediums to say that all scary or negative things are like bad and will invite negativity in. It feels so not true to me. Absolutely. Obviously there are things and there are even like scary movies that I don't like that totally. are like like Saw. Yeah, like I don't want to watch no, Saw. I'm, I'm not going to watch Saw. Seen that feels like a weird sentence to say. I've never seen Saw. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like, I never saw Saw. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but like stuff like that I'm like no, I don't want to watch people like getting sawed in half. <laughs> like that feels demonic to me. <laughs> Right? But like, if it's like witches in the forest who are like actually liberating women, then yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, honestly. No, that's such an important point because I feel like there's this new... And maybe it's just because it's the ones I've been paying attention to. But you Mm -hmm. think of like uh, Jordan Peele, like Get Out. And Mm -hmm. what's the other one? Us, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And you think of Ari Aster films. Mm -hmm. They're actually phenomenal films that touch in really important ways on concepts that I don't think could be spoken to as well, if it were not through the horror genre, absolutely, and I think they're really important movies, yeah, midsummer, I agree. same thing, yeah. the witch, same thing, yeah, and the horror element of it actually is like really important yes. to the way that the message is being spoken to. Mm-hmm. and I think it kind of just in a more broad sense, it kind of speaks to just like the spiritual bypassing what's the word, like the inclination to spiritually mm-hmm. bypass. That I also find really problematic with Mormonism and maybe religion generally, which mm-hmm. is like, let's just focus on good stuff. And like, yeah. But then ironically, they're also not even doing that. Mm-hmm. But just being willing to like look at hard things, like yeah. grief is a great example, mm-hmm. and just be like, yeah, it's a hard thing to look at. It's not pleasant. Yeah. But it's important and totally. it's real. Totally. And to be able to like take time to like think on those concepts and watch media that like, speaks to those concepts in a yeah. variety of ways i think can be really important totally yeah i totally agree and i love i don't know i love analyzing a scary movie i know I think it's so fun once you look past the like jump scares usually there's just so much more there absolutely than you can get from another genre i, I know. agree my hot tip that we can leave on is mm-hmm. If you're like me and you get scared really easily, which I do, I like to watch scary movies on an airplane. Oh, yeah. With no sound. (laughs) Just the captions. Yes. Or like Midsummer, I watch Midsummer at like noon. Yeah. Midday. Yeah. And I turned it way down so I I could hardly hear and I just had captions on. So I could see the story play out without like getting caught up in like the anxiety of everything. Yeah. Because I do love horror films, I think they're so fascinating. But I do get very scared. Yeah, so which that's is a fun so way to do it. Fair, yeah. I watched *Hereditary* at three p.m. while I was folding laundry once. Yes, it was, there you go. It was the perfect way to watch it. And then I rewatched it, in you know, at night, other people once you'd seen it. Yeah, and with certain scary movies, if I feel nervous, I will read the plot synopsis before. I don't do that with like any other movies. I like hate doing that with other movies. Just the other day, I. Um, Clark was gone with some friends and I was in the mood to watch a scary movie. And so I started one, it was called Barbarian, which is actually like yeah. so scary. I've only read the plot of that on Google. Yeah. But and I, haven't I, seen it. I started watching it and I started feeling like spooked by myself. So then I read the plot synopsis and then I was like, okay, I know what's coming I can finish and this. I feel like less scared. I haven't finished it yet, but. Yeah, I feel like that helps, too, to just, like, know what to prepare for. I did that for The Witch. I was trying yeah. so hard not to, and halfway through, I'm like, yeah. I have to, I have to, I have yeah. to. Yeah, and that's okay. Because horror movies can cause, like, a physiological response. Absolutely. And like They're designed to. Yeah, and, like, that's that can be part of the fun of it, but I think it can help you just, like, calmly experience it if you, like, know what to anticipate sometimes. Yeah, so. absolutely. I agree. That's yeah. what I always do in order to watch. Yeah, well, I guess we ended on bearing our testimonies of the horror <laughs> film genre. Yes, and there's still so many I need to watch, and some that I will rewatch over and over again because they're important. Absolutely, but not Saw. Never Saw. Never Saw. <laughs> what else? Never Don't watch Saw. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, there's Massacre. <laughs> there's like a lot in that genre, like the Human Centipede one. Never. No Mm-mm. thanks. Don't watch that. Yeah. Don't even look it up if you haven't heard of yeah, it. Yeah, like I'm those sorry are- if I brought it to your attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I wouldn't. I don't know. Those don't, those seem kind of like, I don't know, because I can't, I've never seen them, but those feel almost like cheap horror. Oh, it's such cheap horror. It's like, what's the grossest thing I can think of? Let's make a movie out of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not worth a watch. No shame if you like those, but not for me. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bay. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was so fun. So fun. Hopefully we don't feel haunted or see Satan by our bedside this evening. You know, I feel uplifted, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> well, let me surrounded know. surrounded <laughs> by good spirits right now <laughs> only good spirits thank you everyone so much for writing in and thank you for listening happy spooky season yes and happy halloween we'll, we'll see you next week bye G I R L S C A M P. it's girls can.